Hi there, and welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young. Uh, today, I am in the office, and I am going solo. I am, I'm just going to share with you quickly five things that have helped me tremendously in my scheduling. I keep these five things in my planner. I look at them every single week. And uh, what we find out in the ministry, like in any place of employment or uh, just in life in general, that we have a plethora of things that need to be done and things that are calling to us for action. And we never seem to get all the things done that we need to get done, whether it's in a day or in a week or in a year. And so because of all these things on our to-do list, we're unfocused, we're unclear, we're anxious, we're not sure what the next step to take is. Everything on the to-do list is not equal. And, and so uh, just to go down a checklist and do one thing after another after another because it's on the list doesn't mean that we are doing things in the right priority in the right way. So here is five things that will help us uh, find clarity, find focus, find priorities, and even, even find goals and things that you can set your mind on doing. So here's five questions. Number one is, uh, this is a question in accordance with the 80-20 rule or the 80-20 principle. And this is a universal principle. It applies to everything. Uh, so if on Wall Street, 80-20 rule, okay, 20% of the stocks will produce 80% of the results. Same thing with farming. 20% of the soil will produce 80% of the crops. In the workplace, 20% of the employees will produce 80% of the work that's getting done. A business that sells products, there's going to be 20% of their products that make them 80% of their profit. So that's true with you and what you do week to week. That's true what you do as far as the value that you add to your home and the relationships inside your own family. It's true when you walk on the job site, there is going to be um, 20% of the things you do for your boss that are going to produce 80% of the value that you bring to your company. Uh, and that's true in relationships too. And this goes both ways. This also goes negatively. For instance, uh, 20% of drivers produce 80% of car accidents. So they're just bad drivers. And uh, in your relationships, 20% of the people you associate with are going to bring you 80% of joy and happiness. So I have to ask myself, as I'm writing my schedule, uh, what is the 20% that I do that brings the 80% of results? Now, for me personally, as pastor, I would look into scripture and see what a pastor is supposed to be doing. I know the number one priority is to be feeding the flock. Uh, how do I do that? Um, I make sure that they are getting biblical sermons when I stand up and I'm ministering to a bunch of people on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then also I'm going to try to help all the Sunday school teachers that make sure that they're encouraged, that they have the material that they need so that they can feed the flock. Um, and then also that's going to be individually. I'm going to minister to people one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's just counseling or talking, trying to be an encouragement. Uh, so that is going to be part of my 20%. And then it's going to go down the scale from there. I'm going to have to work on personal relationships. I'm supposed to be in and among the flock and to know the state of the flock. Uh, and then I then it's going to be administration after these things. And so it helps give me clarity uh, for what I do as a pastor. 
Okay. So when I'm writing on my schedule, what's the 80, 20 rule? Well, I, I know these things. I've asked myself this question and so I can answer them. And so that's going to be true in all relationships in my life. Uh, 20% of my friends are going to add 80% of my value. Who are the most valuable friends that I have in relationships? Of course, if you're married, uh, boy, you need to invest in your spouse because that's going to either add to your happiness or it's going to greatly multiply your sorrow. And uh, so if you're married, you need to invest in the person that you're married to first and foremost, and then, of course, your children after this. And uh, how about your walk with the Lord? What's the 20% that you do that produce 80% of the value? And that's, um, it's easy to answer, but you still need to ask that question. I need to be meditating in God's Word day and night so God can speak to me. I need to be reading the Bible, and I need to be praying. I need to be talking to God. Uh, so what's the 80 20 in your life. And so remember, if you want to be more productive, uh, you're going to be more productive because not because you're working harder, you're going to be more productive because you are working wiser, you're working smarter. So number two, here's the number two question. What is the one thing? If you could only do one thing today, what would you get done? If you could do only one thing this week, what would you get done? If you could do one thing this month, what would you get done? If you could do one thing in this year, what would you get done? If you could only do one thing in your lifetime, what would that be? And so there's one thing that I can do. Paul said this one thing I do. Remember, he's pressing toward the mark. He knew the one thing. He knew the most important thing. And of course, as believers, that is our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. We press towards him. He is the mark. But let me ask you this. If you could get one thing accomplished on your schedule this week, what would that one thing be? What would the most important thing be? I can tell you on my schedule what it would be very easily. So, um, and I usually circle on my calendar, like what is, if I had to say no to everything else, what was the one thing that I would do? Uh, this works in relationships. What's the one thing that I could do in the relationship with my spouse that would improve that relationship? How about with your children? What's the one thing that you could do with your spouse today that would improve your relationship with her or him today? How about with your children? What is the one thing? thing that you can do. Again, this question is just a great clarifying question. Nothing new with me, nothing original with me, just something I have borrowed and copied from other uh, people. Uh, so here's question number three. This is the two-hour rule. If I only had two hours a day to work, what would I do? If I only had two hours of work this week, what would I get done? Uh, and so if I, if I only had two hours to spend on something, what would I do? You ever notice when you go on vacation, you just start cramming, you write down lists of stuff that need you, you do shopping for the vacation, you do planning, you do scheduling, and then also at your work or at home, uh, you're organizing, you're cleaning, you're getting everything ready to go, and you can head off to vacation, and you usually, you know, you got everything done and everything prepared for um, so quickly and so fast. And if we take this attitude into your day and say, okay, here is the two hours 
that I would spend today. If, I, if, if somebody held a gun to my head, you have two hours to get this accomplished. This is what I would do. So ask yourself, if I only had two hours to work today, what would I get done? And do those things. Um, next, next question. This is a very important thing. What is the big why? So why do I, I want to accomplish what I want to get accomplished? Why do I want to get done the things that I need to get done? Uh, you know, they say you only have so much willpower, and I do believe it. So you got to choose how you spend your willpower. And um, anything that's worthwhile is going to take hard work, sweat, labor, sacrifice, toil. And um, you start working hard at something, you better know why you're doing the thing that you're doing. Why are you making the sacrifice that you are making? Last year, uh, I was 40. Now I'm 41 years old. Um, so when I, I turned 40, I thought, what can I, what's one of the things I can do on this landmark of 40? And what could I do physically? And I thought, well, I want to run a marathon. Now, I am not a runner, never been a runner, never been accused of being a runner. I do like to work out, but I just like uh, banging and clanging on the weights. And uh, I do not enjoy running. But I thought, I know I can run a marathon. I know that if I just put in the work, I put in the effort, it can be done. But before I started training, and uh, just about any, I mean, there's people without legs that have run marathons. There's people in wheelchairs that have done marathons. I know I could do it, but I needed to answer this question, why? So what is the big why? And I remember sitting down and writing this out. I want to run a marathon because I'm 40 years old and I want to do this for my own uh, self-confidence. I want to do this for a sense of accomplishment. Uh, I can do it and I can run with my wife. Now, she wasn't training for a marathon. She was training for a half marathon and we could run together, something we could do together. Uh, and I wrote this down also is uh, this is something that I can share with my sister, even though she lives down in Virginia. I can run here. She loves running, and I can. T she's run marathons, and I and it's a way to connect with my sister. I put this for my kids. You know, later on, my kids can say, "Ah, oh, yeah, my old man ran a marathon," and they they uh, I can lead a pathway for them uh, that you know that they realize that hey, if they put their mind to something, they can do it. Uh, Dad did it. You know, he ran a marathon, and, and so I can run a marathon. And then I put also for my church family because I know just the benefit of putting a hard landmark 26.2 miles running and here the training is the worst part the race isn't the worst part the training is the worst part you know you get up you have to get up real early because you know I do my long run on Friday and so I think uh, okay tomorrow this is night I'm getting all my running stuff out my gear out got a sinking feeling in my gut because tomorrow I gotta wake up and run 16 miles I mean, it's just like hour after hour after hour of running. And so I had to answer uh, the big why. Why am I doing this? Because you would definitely quit if you did not answer the big why. I <laughs> do that in the ministry. And you would have to with your occupation and your job. I mean, you're thinking, man, is there anything else that I can do? Is there any way I can make an honest living? Uh, but then you say, wait, hold on. I've answered the big why. I know why I do the thing that I do. So ask yourself that question. 
Why do I want to get accomplished this thing right here and write it out? Number five, this is the big view, okay? Um, one, of the, one of the things that we um, will miss out in life, uh, will not spend our life wisely if we don't remember that, remember our own mortality. So here's the thing, write your obituary every week, okay? You don't have to write it on a paper, but write it in your mind. You're going to be remembered by some people who are those people, and you're going to be remembered as something. What do you want to be remembered as? And start living in light of your own mortality. We're only here but for a moment. Our life is but a vapor. We need to, we need to uh, just in, understand and embrace the fact that we're only here temporarily. And so do these five things. 80-20 rule. Ask yourself, what is the one thing? So I can only do one thing this day, this month, this year, this lifetime. What would it be? The two-hour rule. If I only had two hours of work today, what would I get done? Answer the big why, and then also remember your mortality. Uh, write your obituary in your mind, on a piece of paper, and remember that you're, you're only here for a temporary uh, time frame. You're remembered by somebody, you're remembered as something. And this will help you, finally with this, is it'll help you say no to the things that aren't important. You'll, you'll have clarity. What, is, what has priority on my list? And then you're going to say no far more than you will ever say yes. And the saying is when you have, you can say no when you have a greater yes burning inside. It'll be easy when you clarify your priorities in life and what's important to you in life to say no to all these other voices calling to you and distracting you. And there's something wonderful and simplistic when we ask ourselves these questions and we know what mark we're pressing towards, we know what goals we have, and we know why we made those goals, and we have that clarity in our life. Well, let me stop there. Thank you for the listen, and make sure that if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to this podcast. Also, share it, and uh, please give us a, a rating if you can on that. That would be great. Also, we have, we've had some great podcasts here in the past. Last week, we had Brother Rick Flanders on hour and a half on the life and ministry of Charles G. Finney. It was fantastic. Next week, we should have on special guest Chuck Harding, and uh, he's been working in D.C., and he'll be a big blessing to you. So make sure you stay tuned, and, uh, and have a great day. Bye.